Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Irish Times Inside Business podcast in association with Davy. It's amazing what you discover when you really listen. Hello and welcome to Inside Business with Kieran Hancock, a podcast from the Irish Times. My guest this week is Pat Rigney, the Managing Director and Founder of the Shed Distillery in County Leitrim. You'll probably better know them as the maker of Drum Shambo Gunpowder Irish Gin, Drum Shambo Single Pot Irish Still Whiskey and the Sausage Tree Pure Irish Vodka. It was set up in 2014 and the company has been growing at a rate of knots and plans were well advanced for a 3 million euro visitor centre until COVID-19 hit and the economy was locked down. With international markets closed off, work on the visitor centre was also halted and the outlook suddenly became a bit bleak. It'll be enough to drive a man to drink. But there is some good news to report. The visitor centre has been completed and it's currently being fitted out with Pat and his family planning to open it on September 10th. And that's in spite of the fact that there are few tourists around to actually visit the facility. And Pat now joins me on the line. Um, Pat, you're very welcome to Inside Business. Uh, maybe let's just take a step back and tell us a little bit about the progress that the Shed Distillery had made. Because you're a relatively young company up until um, March and then the impact of COVID and the lockdown on the company since March. Well, up to March, we've been proceeding pretty well. We're in 60 markets around the world with Drumshamba Gunpowder Irish Gin. Um, just about to launch our single pot still, our flagship brand in March as COVID started. And we, you know, tremendous momentum um, in our business until COVID struck in March. And then obviously it's been very difficult, very challenging for everybody in our industry, not least the hospitality industry right across the world is essentially, you know, down 70, 80 percent uh, travel retail business down um, perhaps 90%. And that's, a, you know, a big part of our of our business. But um, despite all of that, you know, with a lot of resourcefulness amongst our team, we've managed to, to hold our own and, um, and continue to, you know, to drive our business in our key markets. Sure, let's put some numbers around that. Um, how many bottles of, of gin, let's say last year, would you have shifted? We would have sold over a million bottles of gin last year. And we were heading certainly in the region of 1.4, 1.5 million bottles this year. So obviously that's going to be affected with uh, what's happening around the world. Um, and, you know, we're, everybody is challenged and it's uh, in, the, in the industry. Um, but hopefully when this passes, and which it will, uh, we can resume strong growth again in, in all our key markets. 
Mm. So how many bottles are you projecting for this year and what impact will that have on your revenues? Because I think you were predicting revenues certainly last year. Last time I spoke to you, you were talking about revenues for last year of 7 to 8 million euro. I don't know if you actually got to that level or not. So what impact has COVID had on that? Well, it's certainly taken the heat out of our growth. Um, we're still growing, albeit at a, at, a, at a slower level and having to be even more resourceful about in, in how we go about our business. So we will grow this year probably in the region of um, 10 to 15%. But had COVID not happened, we probably would have grown in the region of 30 to 40%. So, um, but we, we will still grow, albeit at a, at, a, at a smaller level. Right, just explain that growth to me, because obviously, okay, the first quarter, I guess you were probably going along very nicely, but then suddenly lockdown restrictions across the world, as you say, duty-free, uh, down 90%, pubs closed. Um, so uh, very few sales outlets, uh, I guess, for you. Maybe you transitioned into online or into e-commerce, I don't know. But um, So ju- just explain how you're, you're still going to achieve growth in spite of uh, all the headwinds facing you this year. Part of that is some new markets that we had opened up towards the end of 2019, you know, Australia, New Zealand, um, some markets in, in Eastern Europe. Um, I think also we had momentum in retail before lockdown, um, particularly in the US, the UK, France, um, and other parts of Europe. And, you know, people have moved into retail um, as they can't buy alcohol in the bars in many markets, unfortunately. And that, that has been, you know, reasonably positive for us. And then there is a significant growth in online in a number of markets as well, which we benefited from. But it's still very challenging. Um, it's tough um, and you have to be extremely resourceful um, to, to, hold, to hold your business as in, at, at this time. What's your expectation of when Duty Free might be back up running again in a meaningful sort of way? Because there are very few people going through airports at the minute. Well, I'm hopeful, you know, that certainly, um, you know, early in 2021, I'm, the vaccine is the key. Once the vaccine starts to roll out and confidence is restored, I think people will start to travel again. And it may become a prerequisite for people to have the vaccine before they travel. But I think the vaccine is, is the silver bullet. And once that comes online and is widely available, I think we'll see a significant improvement in, you know, in airline travel and travel generally and the hospitality business and the recovery of that business, which is so vital to all of us. It employs so many across the world. So I'm really keeping a very close eye on the whole vaccine situation. And once that resolves itself and we get movement, I think we'll see um, things start to return to normal, but it will take time. Just tell us a little bit about the story of um, the Shed Distillery, because it's what, about six years now, six years ago um, that you started the operation. You chose Leitrim as, as your base, but you're a dub and I think you live in Dublin. Just tell us a little bit about uh, why, why Leitrim. Well, Leitrim, the story behind Leitrim is quite interesting. Well, first of all, my parents met in Drumshambo. My mother was a bookkeeper working with the Arigna Mines and my dad was the auditor. So I had a, a small connection with, with the village but I was looking for a location that was off Main Street and to work with a community that really wanted to, to work with us. And I was very fortunate to find the Drumshambo Community Council based in Leitrim at the former uh, Laird's Jam Factory, um, who had a lot of capacity, were looking for uh, folks to get involved with them. So, we're, so I immediately, um, having met them in 2013, just fell in love with the place, fell in love with the people in particular. That was a key driver. And um, so now, so we established in 2014, started to dis- distill on December 21st. 
uh, whiskey and launched from Shampoo Gunpowder Irish Gin in 2016. Um, so it's been a journey, but a real partnership with the local community. We have a very resourceful team as well. Um, you know, I call them the Spitfire pilots. They're that they, they, you know, that they come in and work with us from many different backgrounds. We train them and within a very short period of time, they're flying and they're operating at a very high level. Um, and so we've really unique team, a great atmosphere. And I think in Leitrim, the metal is a lot, you know, it really is alive and well, where people work together, support each other. It's a great place to do business. It's a beautiful part of the world. And it's a great place to build a brand. Um, and I, as we open our visitors experience at the shed very soon, I'm hopeful that we can actually show off what a wonderful place Leitrim is. Yeah, let's talk about the visitor experience. It's been in the pipeline, I know, for uh, quite some time. I think a €3 million Euro project and obviously a showcase, uh, a window uh, into the brands, um, as you mentioned, uh, gin, whiskey and vodka. Um, but construction had to be halted uh, because of COVID. And as, as I understand it, you, you've kind of wrestled with whether or not um, you should press ahead with with opening the visitor centre at this time, because obviously there are very few visitors around, very few tourists uh, in Ireland at the minute. You're right, Kieran. It, it was really a, a big, big uh, decision to make whether we would go ahead or not. I mean, we were hoping to open on June first and really get most of the season, and then to build for next year. So we were basically shut down. So we will open on September 10th. I think it's very important for our business that. We stick to our commitment. We just we said we would do it, and we're you know I think it's very important for morale. It's very important for our relationship with the people of Drumshambo and Leitrim generally, and all those who backed us down that part of the world that we actually deliver on our promise. So we will open. Um, on a positive note, there are a lot of people, a lot of tourists in in rural parts of Ireland at the moment. I think they feel safer down that part of the world, and we're hopeful that between you know September tenth and um, the end of the year that we'll get a you know good footfall it will be a destination it will be an experience like no other in a distillery in ireland or anywhere in the world it will be a, a truly unique experience we have a beautiful cafe on site as well a shop a beautiful bar um and people can buy their tickets online at the shed distillery.com right okay that's the plug out of the way so tell me, how many people do you expect or do you hope will come through between September and the end of the year? And how many had you hoped would visit if you'd opened on June 1? Great question. Honestly, Kieran, I don't know how many will come through between now and the end of the year. Obviously, we're hoping certainly hundreds and maybe even thousands will come and visit and, you know, and, and experience it and hopefully spread the word. I mean, you know, as we head into 2021, we'd certainly be hopeful to be up in the 25 to 30,000 bracket um, in terms of visitors and then to build on that and to partner with Arigna Mines and the folks in uh, Carrigan Shannon and the Hidden Heartlands to, to really, you know, build this area as a destination for people to come and visit. Yeah, so I presume you've put your staff through training. How many staff in the new visitor centre? Well, we're doing a little bit of cross-pollination with staff from the, the sales and commercial team. But when it's fully operational, we would expect about 20 staff will be will be employed at the visitor's experience and maybe maybe a little more, maybe up to 25, depending on, on hours of opening and so on. So it's, it's, it's fairly significant staffing um, for that part of the country. Sure. Um, and I'm guessing people will have to wear masks uh, when they attend. 
How long will the tour be? Have you curtailed the tour as a result of COVID? Yes, people will have to wear masks and book online in advance. Um, and we will be fully COVID compliant. Um, the tour itself will be just about an hour long. And um, we haven't curtailed it. Um, so we've reduced the numbers to ensure that we deliver the real experience and people can go on what we call the curious journey and and really have something very unique um, over that period of time. And then, you know, to rest up in the Jackalope Cafe or, and uh, maybe have a drink in the Honey Badger Bar. Right. Is there a tasting? I mean, masks obviously have to come off for that. Yes, there is. There's an opportunity to taste uh, our, our single pot still Irish whiskey, the first whiskey in Connacht in over 105 years, and also to taste from Shamba Gunpowder Irish Gin. So for those over 18 years of age who wish to, they, they have an opportunity to really um, enjoy not just the experience, but to taste our products as well. At Davy, we know uncharted territory can be a challenge. We've been in business since 1926, and since then, We've advised many different clients through many global and national crises. Some will seek comfort in the safe and familiar, while others will embrace the opportunity to try something new. Throughout the years, we've not only listened to our clients, we've got to know you personally, helping us advise you on a financial life plan that suits you best. Davy, it's not just business, it's personal. Janie Davy, trading as Davy, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. We take our responsibilities personally. Now, Pat, in your career, you've been involved in Bailey's and Sheridan's uh, cream liqueur and brew vodka and so forth. Is this the most challenging period um, for a business that you've been involved in that you, you know, in your long career? Absolutely. This is, this is the curveball. This is, you know, COVID is the stray bullet um, that just, you know, appears from nowhere. You could never plan for this. And it's been very tough and very challenging for everybody in our business, and our company. Um, I just want to pay tribute to my staff, to my family, to everybody, all our customers as well, who've been through some very tough times for supporting us. And um, yeah, this, this, this is as hard as it gets. And um, you learn how good you are um, and how bad you are, I guess. And every day it's a new challenge. Things move, things change. Um, the unexpected happens and you just have to duck, you have to dive and but you have to try and keep a steady hand on the tiller all the way through it. So and I'm sure we'll have more surprises before we get to the end of this. But it's been very, very tough. Um, and for many of our customers, incredibly difficult in the hospitality industry. And we, we really feel for them. And many of them are close friends of ours. And what's your best guess as to when we might get back to a normalised trading environment? Again, I, I think the vaccine is the key to really get back to anything like normal. Without the vaccine, I think we'll be, it'll be a roller coaster of up and down and it'll be tough for confidence to, to really, um, you know, give people the, the confidence to go out and, and live a normal life. So the vaccine, I think it be, is now for me, the number one priority, should be the number one priority and certainly a big priority for our government to make sure that when it becomes available that we, we get sufficient stocks and we get them distributed quickly to the people that need it first and then to our most needed and then to, to the general population. To me, this is the only way back to normality. Yeah, now obviously a lot of pubs uh, still closed and a lot of anger in that sector um, over that. 
and they're looking for support, special supports from the government to help get through this crisis. Do you think the government has done enough for the business community as a whole in terms of the supports it has offered? And is there anything, if you had, you know, 10 minutes with Pascal Dunhu, the Minister for Finance, and there was one suggestion you wanted to put to him, what would it be? Good question. Um, listen, the government have done well overall, I think, with the various, uh, you know, supports for business that they put in place. Certainly for the pubs um, and the hospitality industry, I mean, I just can't believe the guys didn't reduce the VAT rate. I think that was a huge mistake. Reducing the 23 to 21, you know, it's not material. I think they need to look at that urgently and they need to deal with VAT for the hospitality business in particular. Certainly for the pubs, the wet pubs and the places that have been closed, they need to look at some kind of grant arrangement, something to help these people get through um, the period that they're closed and then something to help them reboot and reopen on the other side when, when that's possible. Um, in terms of uh, what the, the most important thing, I think, I think right now, it, gosh, it's probably a toss-up between the VAT reduction for hospitality, which I think is urgent, and grants rather than loans. We definitely, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are up to their hock in loans. We need some grants to get these guys, uh, get the hospital, support the pubs in particular, get back on their feet, and restaurants. And just in terms of the shed distillery, have you been able to access any grants or loans or supports yourself? No, we, we haven't, um, primarily because of the momentum of our business. Um, our sister company, Dalcassian, which is a distribution company, um, primarily focused in the on-premise, that, is, uh, that has taken the, um, the wage subsidy scheme, which has been very important to us because the business, um, because it was focused on hospitality, at, you know, in April was down, you know, 75%, 80%. We've that business now back to minus 50 and we hope to get it back to maybe maybe minus 40%. But that's probably as far as we can go without the pubs reopening and travel retail reopening. So it's, um, you know, you can imagine people who are just exclusively supporting the pubs and hospitality sector, you know, what they're facing. Because there's a whole ecosystem out there that supports the hospitality industry exclusively and they must be down 80, 90%. Um, and Pat, obviously America is a, a very important market for spirits and for Irish whiskey in particular. And you have a new uh, whiskey brand on the market relatively recently. Um, America is going through a horrible period at the moment with COVID cases. So what impact is that having on your sales over there? Well, as we faced into COVID, I was very worried about the US and in fact, every market and um, um, and uh, very deep connections in the US. The US has been very good to me and very good to the Shed Distillery. Honestly, we're surprised how well Drumshamba Gunpowder in, on, on, has performed during COVID. It's done well. It's doing extremely well in the US. And I think we're now in the top four or five ultra premium gin in the United States, according to Nielsen. So the brand seems to be quite resilient. Um, but that is not to say that the market is not incredibly difficult. It, it is very, very difficult right now. Um, and there's been a big move to online and obviously the hospitality end is, is in, you know, very, very difficult for us. On the whiskey side, we'll launch there shortly with our Drumshambo single pot still. We're very excited about that. Um, our whiskey is in limited supply, so it's on allocation because we're a very small distillery. So we're hoping that that goes well. But um, 
and we hope that there are no tariffs supplied to Irish whisky, which is a threat right now um, from the US government. So that's something we'll be keeping a close eye on. What's your long-term vision for the business? Is this something you and your family, I think your, your wife, Denise, and your daughter, Roisin, are involved in the business as well. Is this something you keep as a family-owned business into the long term? Or is it something that you partner with one of the big international brands? We've seen a lot of Irish spirit companies, small independent spirit companies being taken out um, by bigger brands over uh, over the past number of years. And obviously with something like uh, promoting a whiskey or a gin, especially if you're doing it in multiple markets, you need big marketing budgets, don't you? Yes, you certainly need a degree of scale. Having said all of that, we are um, we're probably going against the trend a little bit. We're working with family businesses right across the world. So just virtually all our distributors are family-owned operations from Germany, where we're, by the way, we're with the number one company in Germany. They're they 50% market share to the United States and, and elsewhere. So that actually has advantages because we can move quickly. We can develop very deep relationships. We can work very resourcefully with these folks. And... Um, it's a hell of a lot of fun and, you know, you know, you work all through your career for a moment like this. And as my U.S. distributor said to me last week on on a Zoom call, you know, Pat, you dream about a brand like Drumshamble Gunpowder all through your career. You know, this is what we dream for. And let's let's just go do it and let's make it a great success. So from my point of view, I'm I'm committed to Leitrim. I'm committed to the business. I've never enjoyed life as much as I do now and I don't see that changing in the short to medium term. So what's the opportunity? How big could it become? How many bottles of gin or whiskey might you be able to shift uh, every year? How big might revenues get? I don't know. <laughs> and the brand surprises me all the time. I mean, I genuinely don't know, Kieran, but I, I certainly hope we can continue to grow and develop um, at a similar pace. Obviously, there'll be a ceiling at some point along the way. But if we continue to innovate and look after our brand, and you know, I was very fortunate to be involved in Bailey's during the pioneering days when when these guys really taught me how to manage brands and how to grow them, how to nurture them. And if I, what I'm trying to do is apply the same knowledge and techniques to the brands that we have. And if we continue to do that, you know, God knows where we can take the brand, but we are competing with the best in the world. And we are in a very competitive marketplace. We're privately owned. We're based out of Leitrim. We have a very small team. And we're all immensely proud of the fact that we can compete with these guys, but it's not easy. It's tough. It's challenging. Um, and we need to continue to to really work hard and be resourceful to, to stay at that level. But with the team we have, and I just want to pay tribute to our team, um, they're outstanding. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just one guy. So it's the team that really deserve a lot of praise for getting us to where we are. So what's the secret to building a spirits brand, Pat? Because you've done it, you've been involved now in, in building a few over the years. Well, I think, first of all, you need good people around you. Um, you need great consumer insight, uh, which we've worked with Borby on um, over a period of time through their, their, their insight team. You need a degree of creativity and good karma and then you need a little bit of luck um, in, and obviously need experience. So I'm not sure there's any particular formula because if you go the very, the, the, real, the real process route, which a lot of the larger companies 
use, they struggle to come up with a breakthrough brand. So you need a bit of freedom within the whole exercise. Um, and sometimes it just works. Um, and you can't explain it. So sometimes it's like the X Factor, you know, somebody goes out and sings a song and they just have it. Sometimes, you know, Drumshama Gunpowder seems to have the magic. And, um, and when it comes along, and it doesn't come along very often, you need to grab it and run with it. You know, our sales vice president in the US calls it lightning in a bottle. He says, Pat, you know, I might only see this three times in my career. You know, it's, it just happens. Let's go for it. All right, Pat, I'm going to put a gun to your head now. You've got a few uh, brands in your portfolio. You've got the gin, you've got the whiskey, you've got the vodka. What's your favourite tipple? Gosh. <laughs> well, the problem is I go through them all. I mean, Drabsham with Gunpowder Irish Gin is, I absolutely adore it. Um, but then I, I end up finishing off with single pot still. Um, and if I'm having a, a, you know, a simple cocktail, I'll, I'll, I'll have sausage pure Irish vodka. But um, yeah, it's hard. It's like children. It's hard to pick between them. I'd be in trouble. All right. Well, Pat, we wish you uh, continued success. I hope the opening of the visitor centre um, goes well and I hope you get thousands rather than hundreds of visitors um, by the end of December. And you might come back to us maybe at a later date and tell us how you're getting on. Thanks a million, Kieran. Much appreciated. Pat Rigney, thank you for joining us. Okay, that's it for this week from Inside Business. My thanks to Pat Rigney from the Shed Distillery. Thanks also to our sponsor, Davy Group, for its continued support. Suzanne Brennan produced the show with JJ Vernon on sound. Remember, you can get the latest business news straight into your inbox by signing up to our business today email at irishtimes.com. And you can also follow the Irish Times business feed on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook each day. I'm Kieran Hancock. Until next time, take care and stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.